0: Well, good morning, CIL. That was such a beautiful introduction. It was honestly exhausting to, to listen to. I was like, I do a lot of things. No, I'm kidding. Um, but thank you, Aaron. It is an absolute honor to help you in anything that we do together. And I'm blessed. I love our church. I love our church. I love Sunday mornings. I love all the extra stuff that we have. I love the people of CIL. You cannot be beat. Not that it's a competition, but if it was, we would win. Um, so today, Aaron asked me to speak, and we I knew we were doing the the 15 series, and I knew for sure I didn't want to preach on Ezekiel. <laughs> so I'm glad he took that one. And so today, we are continuing with that with Matthew 15. That's where we're gonna hang out today. And this is our introduction to the Gospels. Um, and I, I kind of I started reading it and I was like, whew, which verse or which passage, which chunk of Matthew 15 am I going to pull out and focus on? And honestly, I just really couldn't pick because it all feeds off of one another, the entire chapter. So we are going to sort of break down Matthew 15 together and look at various parts of it. We will start right now, though. The chunk that I did pull out is um, 15 verses 1 through 11, and here we go. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus, and they asked him, why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. I don't see a problem with them kind of being upset about that. I think it's good to wash your hands. But anyway, Jesus replied, and why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, honor your father and mother and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce. For they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. For you are defiled by the words that come from your mouth. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, amen. So... That I named this message It's a Yes for Me Dog. <laughs> I'm well, I'm a little older, you know, so you young children will not get that reference probably, but I was really into American Idol back in the day. And so into it, in fact, that I had a fantasy. American Idol, like, you know, people have the fantasy draft, the fantasy NFL teams. I was part of a group of people in Nashville that had fantasy American Idol. We predicted who was going to get, you know, cut up. So that was a, a famous saying, Randy Jackson, thank you. Um, no too many Randys. I had like a million last names go through my mind just then. <laughs> thank you, darling. Um, Randy, Randy Jackson would say, like, it's a no for me, dog, you know. That was his way of being like, everything's cool, but you can't sing. And so I'm just putting a twist on that and saying, it's a yes for me, dog. And you'll find out why later. So as we break down Matthew 15, let's take a look. Um, Dear Amanda, if you can put that up there. So it's broken down like this. The verses that we just read, 1 through 11, that is where Jesus is confronted by the Pharisees and the scribes. The scribes were um, sort of like experts on the law, okay? And they came all the way from Jerusalem to the Sea of Galilee area. Now, having just been there, I know how far that is. And actually, do you want to just throw that map up? Um, can you find it? I know. I'm sorry. I would normally be back there in her ear, like right there, it's right there, but she got it. Okay. So, um, down there towards the bottom, that blue circle-y thing, Um, is the Sea of Galilee way down. I don't know why I showed this map because Jerusalem isn't even on there. Way down there off the map is Jerusalem. So forget it. We'll go back to the map later, back to the breakdown. So one through 11, they came all the way from Jerusalem. They made quite a long trek. Jesus was in a train or something and get from Jerusalem to the Sea of Galilee. So they went, they put forth some effort to get there. And, um, and Jesus responded to them you know he said, oh you're gonna come at me let me tell you what you're doing. you are not only using God you want to talk about taking the Lord's name in vain that's what is meant by taking the Lord's name in vain using God to justify your bad behavior using God to justify being mean to people and cutting off your family that's a Ten commandment honor your father and mother. And they were saying, mm, we already did, it called, it's called something, I should have written it down, it begins C-H-O something, but it's a vow that people would take to give to the synagogues, and so they were just sort of using that, and and Jesus is saying, look, you're getting mad over people not washing their hands, that's harmless, unless you get sick from it, that's harmless, but, but this is, is a major offense because you're letting people who need your help suffer. But you're taking accolades for serving God, and that is wrong. Verses 12 through 14, the disciples are kind of watching all this go on, and they come to Jesus, and they're like, yo, did you know that you just offended the Pharisees? And at this point, like, they still think highly of the Pharisees, like they're leaders in the religious community. So they're, they're powerful, not politically per se, but they're powerful in the religious realm there. And so the disciples are still kind of, you know, they're a little bit scared of them and they're also in awe of them. And they're like, you just, um, you just offended them. And so Jesus replies to them and he says, listen, every, every plant not planted by my heavenly father will be uprooted so just ignore them. He literally says, just ignore them. He kind in some translations, it says he kind of just shrugs and he's like, you know, he says they are blind guides leading blind people. So it was a thing back then. If someone had a visual impairment, there were guides for them that would help them get from one place to another. And often the Pharisees would, would volunteer to be that. So they could look, um, sort of, you know, they were being pompous, I guess, and, and guiding people around, but he's saying the blind people are leading the blind people and you know what? They're going to fall into a ditch. So then going on 15 through 20, Peter, (laughs) Peter comes to Jesus and he's like, can you explain what you just said? Like, can you explain that a little further? And Jesus gets a little exasperated. So he's like, in verse 16, he says, don't you understand yet? So basically, he's been trying to teach this concept to his disciples over and over. And they still don't get it. They're still asking him. They say, he says, don't you understand yet? Anything you eat passes through the sun. So he goes on and he gives more of an explanation. Okay. Then verses 21 through 28, this is the part that throws me. This is the part that throws me every time. He has an interaction with a Gentile lady, a Gentile woman, a Canaanite, and he's, he's rude to her at first. And Well, let's let now's the time to look at the map. Okay. Let's look at the map for real this time. Okay. So you see the sea of Galilee. Does everybody see that? The little blue circle, big, big blue circle. Um, so they, they left the sea of Galilee and they go up to Tyre and Sidon. Okay. Two cities that are right on the Mediterranean sea. And that is present day Lebanon. So to give you to give you a little bit of reference of where that is. If you come on down and you go south of Haifa and Mount Carmel, that's where Tel Aviv is today. Okay. We saw all of this when we went to Israel. We didn't go up to Tyre and Sidon clearly, but we were in Dan and um, a lot of these places that you can see. And if you want to go back with us, we'll take you. It is absolutely amazing. And I'll never read the Bible the same again. That's the thing that I tell everybody. I will never read the Bible the same again. Okay, so he left the Sea of Galilee area. He traveled quite a way up there, and you can take that down now. But the thing that's peculiar about that is that is Gentile territory, okay? On the map, you would have seen Canaan was down there. Well, in the conflicts, they were driven out of Canaan, and they landed up in Phoenicia, in the, in the areas of Tyre and Sidon. And you may recall um, a lady by the name of Jezebel. She was a Sidonian princess. I wanted to make sure I said that right, and I didn't. But she was a Sidonian princess. Um, so people from up there, that's where this lady was. And Jesus was withdrawing up there. But let me tell you something. Jesus doesn't do anything by accident. He wasn't just trying to get away from the Pharisees because he was exasperated with fighting them and exasperated with with explaining things to the disciples. He went up there for a purpose, which makes this all the more confusing. So when I get to this part, let me just read it first. Let's read it together. It says, then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him. Some versions say a Canaanite woman lived there and came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Some other translations say that she was coming after us. And the Greek words lend to like hysterical. She was hysterical, crazed. And then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. And that kind of messes me up, you know. It's hard to read that because guess what? We're Gentiles. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to be an outsider. I don't want to be someone who doesn't get what God has for us. Right? So I would have felt a little stung by that, but she came and worshiped him pleading again, Lord, help me. And then Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. He's like, it's a no for me, dog at that point. Okay. (laughs) And then she, all the the kids in here are going to, like, go look up YouTube video of Randy Jackson later, and then you'll understand. She replied, that's true, Lord. But even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. So let's... Stop right here in the breakdown of Matthew, okay? How am I doing on time? Am I okay? All right. So at the beginning when he's, confront- he's confronted by the Pharisees, he responds, blah, blah, blah. I think the message of this whole first part is that people are more important than traditions. People are more important than traditions. And man, do we get that twisted sometimes. People, people, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. People are what Jesus cares about. And this is the first recorded instance that Jesus actually calls the Pharisees hypocrites. So they pushed him, you know, and he's saying, you're a hypocrite. And later on in Romans, Paul says, well, I think I put this in here, Amanda, Romans 2, 21 through 24, Paul's writing to the Romans and he says, well, then if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn adultery, but you use items stolen from pagan temples. You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scriptures say the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. When we value traditions more than people, we drive people away from connecting with God do we need to repent of that is God speaking to you right now are you getting convicted i am i did now jesus he is always teaching he's always teaching the disciples every minute that they're together he's teaching them and sometimes it's by what he says sometimes it's by what he does and in this instance i think it's by what he doesn't do so when we when, when i got to this point in in Matthew 15 as I said, it kind of messed me up. Okay. I read the original Greek translation. Like I slowed my roll and I was like, I'm going to take every single word in the Greek and look up that meaning because clearly I couldn't trust the translators of all the other translations that are out there or something. I don't know. I was like, I'm going to crack this. Me, all you scholars, you've failed obviously, but I'm going to do it. Um, I watched YouTube videos I listened to five podcasts, I quizzed Aaron relentlessly, poor guy. I'm like waking him up in the moment. night. couldn't it be also that blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's going to be okay. I'll come up and save you. If you bomb, it's all right. <laughs> but anyway, I sliced it. Jesus was downright rude and that hurt because the Jesus I know doesn't other, he doesn't other people. The Jesus I know does not stiff arm the marginalized and the hurt and the broken. The Jesus I know goes after them. So why was he doing this? Why was he doing this? And it it bothers me when you, I'm thinking of like times, probably all of us can think of things that we were taught in church growing up. Then we see the people who taught us those things breaking those rules. And you're like, hold on. So like Jesus had just taught that people are more important than traditions, that it's not what goes in. It's what comes out. So this woman couldn't help where she was born. She couldn't help that, but they called her a Canaanite, basically a dog. And for the record, I I went into this thinking that they didn't have pets they didn't have dogs as pets, they do. Okay. So imagine when he's calling her a dog, like just imagine this cute little dog with a bow in its hair, okay? Um, not the scavenger out in the dust, you know, it's like, oh puppy. Okay. So um so basically, where are my notes? Okay. Um I'm like, well. So the first thing that we have to notice is that she says she's a gentile woman. Matthew refers to her as Canaanite because that's a pejorative, like that's that's a bad thing. And she says, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughters. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Son of David indicates that she knew. She knew. That was a code word. Have mercy on me, son of David. That means she knew he was it. He was the Messiah. He was Lord. Okay, so she's saying that. And he doesn't give her any reply. Now, why do you think he doesn't give her a reply? You want to play Jeopardy? (laughs) Why do you think? Well, it doesn't say, does it? It doesn't say. We have to infer, but I know my God. He wasn't being calloused. He didn't not care. He went there. He went into Gentile territory. So I think it's plausible to suppose that one of two things were happening. Either he was waiting to see how far she would take it and if she really did believe in him, or once again, he's trying to teach his disciples. He's like, dude, we dudes, we just came from a, a, a teaching. Like, Peter, you even asked for clarification on this, and I told you, and now here's someone coming that needs help. She needs her daughter to be healed and take it away. Take it away. And they say, take her away. She's bothering us. Probably would have done the same thing. You know, this hysterical lady. But it's not where you come from with Jesus it's where you're going with Jesus. and it didn't matter that she had come from Canaan, that she had come that she was a Gentile. Her person, her spirit, her soul was turned towards God. She was moving in His direction. So I think he was probably just inwardly shaking his head, you know. Um, And it wasn't fully time for the Gentiles to receive their, their blessing from the Lord. But this instance was the dawning of the Gentile blessing. So it's very important, very powerful. And right after that, he, okay, he heals her. He says, okay, it's a yes for me, dog. Your faith is great. Your request is granted. Your daughter is healed. There's an ongoing theme in Matthew 15. If you go after Jesus, you're going to get him. The Pharisees came after Jesus and they got him. They got an earful. This woman came after Jesus and she got him. Some would say she wore him down. I say he meant to do that. He went there to do that. And I think it's interesting that she says, even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps. She knew that crumbs from Jesus were not indicative of a restricted blessing. Even crumbs from Jesus is powerful. So the next thing he does, verses 29 through 31, he and the disciples, they go back to the Sea of Galilee, okay? But this time, earlier in Matthew, you saw that Jesus fed the 5,000. Oops, I miss, yeah, did that one. Sorry. Just, you know, forget it. We, could, we all saw it earlier. So all the crowds came to Jesus, and they brought with them people who were, were, um, they were handicapped, they couldn't speak, they were blind, they had all sorts of ailments, and Jesus healed all of them. But what's, what's interesting about this is that this was the Gentile side of the Sea of Galilee. So these were not Jews. These were not people who one would say is um, deserving of him to heal them. Okay, are we making sense? So then right after that, verses 32 through 36, 37 maybe, um, 38, 39. There's 39 verses. Okay. Um, I'm going to get there. So verses 32 through 39, this is when Jesus, he's been healing people for three days, he says. And he feels sorry for them. He says, I feel sorry for these people. Verse 32 says, I feel sorry for these people. They've been here with me for three days. They have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they will faint along the way. So once again, he had bread. He had fishes. Fish? He had fish. And, um, <laughs> and so, shoo, y'all, this is not as easy as it looks, okay? And so... um. He says, hey, remember what we did when we fed 5,000? Well, now we only have 4,000. This should be a piece of cake, right? So let's go. But basically, he's he's taking crumbs. He's taking a small amount of bread, some fish, and he's making it last. And those people were just as full. They were just as full as if they had sat down at the table with Jesus. They went after Jesus and they got him. Crimes are not insufficient. They're not. And it makes me think what an honor, what a blessing, what a miracle that I'm standing here today. Because Jesus says, I came first for the lost sheep of Israel. But I'm a Gentile and I love the Lord. And I belong to him. I belong to him. At some point, somebody was trying to gatekeep Jesus from me, from you. But Jesus made a way. God made a way. The Israelites, they were privileged. They were the chosen ones. Now, not to sit in their privilege, they were chosen so that then they could go and spread the gospel. I think that's important to note. They were chosen so they could spread the gospel to everyone. So in what areas of our lives are we privileged? Are we sitting in that seat of chosenness for something? And we're gatekeeping people from God's goodness. We're going to have opinions about things. We're going to. We're people. We're human. But when our opinions become vitriol, when our opinions are nasty, hateful roadblocks for others getting where They want to go. Perhaps we're being hypocritical because we were shown mercy, we were shown grace, we were given a road and a pathway to God. So, God forbid. And that is Matthew 15. We began the chapter with the Pharisees worried about the disciples breaking tradition. And we end with the dawning of the Gentile blessing through the healing of the Canaanite woman's daughter. And the healing of the multitudes and the feeding of the multitudes. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson. Thank you, Matthew, for writing it down. Amen. I just want to say a quick prayer and you can come on up and correct me if you need to. I don't know. Father, thank you so much for the gift of your son. Thank you, Lord, that we have access to your word that we have access to multiple translations of your word, that we can be scholars, that we can be theologians, that we can study you, that we can have conversations with people about what this means and what that means. What an honor and what a blessing, God. So we dedicate ourselves, Lord, to your service. And God, I just ask that you would convict us of that which we need to repent of and that we would not allow our pride to keep us from falling at your feet and being redeemed by you. In Jesus' name, amen.